Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, built upon the love of the beautiful game. It's episode 10. We are back a lot quicker than usual, uh, but we love to get to the action thick and fast, and the action did come thick and fast this weekend. A few surprise results coming up. No least, we've got two Liverpool fans, one Manchester United fan on the show, and we're going to break everything down. Let's do it. Love of the beautiful game. Joined in the studio as usual, Dinofino. How are you, my friend? Very good. I can't believe we are episode 10 already. Yes, we are. It is. It goes very quickly. And we have been joined, obviously, three of us started, three of us are here today, but one new face or newish face, Andrew Berry. How are you, my friend? Joining us from NZ? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Nice, mate. And I want to get straight to it, obviously. A couple of initial reactions from the weekend. There's a few fixtures I want to talk to you guys directly about. First one, the one we spoke about. For most of episode nine, to be honest, Manchester United-Liverpool, thoughts still in? Yeah, for me, I think Liverpool were a a long, long way from their best. And from a United perspective, I think they'll be um, pretty happy with an improved performance. And um, fair play to Solskjaer, he changed things up and almost got the job done. What about you, Andrew? What's the thoughts? I mean, Klute came out after the game. Basically said everything went against us and we didn't lose. So good news for Liverpool or are you worried by the performance? Yeah, it was one of those... It's probably one of the first times that I've been disappointed that we haven't won at Old Trafford. You know, you normally go to Old Trafford and think, well, we come away with a point, that's great. But yeah. it's probably recently you think, oh, we could have got a one. We'll win there. 70% possession almost. Just didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. No Salah. Is that... Is that a bit of a worry? Is that a serious injury, by the way? I don't actually know the story. Nah, it's from the, the knock from old mate at Leicester. So yeah. I think he'll be back, um, if not midweek, then definitely on the weekend. I, I don't think it's necessarily that being the key issue. I mean, obviously it impacts it, but I think in this particular game, um, the the fullbacks um, were shut down much deeper, mm. um, which means that our creativity needed to come from midfield. So... Um, that I, I think that's why when Oxlade Chamberlain, Lalana, etc., came on, that we started to look a little bit better. So, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think perhaps if we had a midfielder that could have broken those lines and, and beat a man uh, involved in the action a little bit earlier, then uh, potentially it could have been a different result. Mm. And Oxlade, Oxlade could have won it. Unlucky. You've seen Close. him bury those in the past. Andrew, is that, do you think, when, you know, there's a, there's a rotation up front? Klute needs to look to, to Oxlade, to Lalana. Obviously, he scored. Yeah, I mean, there was rumours of Lalana potentially on his way out in January. That might keep him there for a bit. I mean, obviously, the Ox has been out for a long time. He's still coming back. Mm. Uh, Dibok not being on the bench. You know, he doesn't score when he starts. Yeah. <laughs> he managed to score all sorts of goals. And speaking of Origi, he, do you think he made the most of that? Obviously, all the controversy around VAR, and we will talk about VAR in a little bit more detail, but... Foul? No foul? Milking it? Ref's decision? What's your... Um, oh, look, I, I think I, it's a foul. Yeah, I think I, it's a foul. I think but it's a foul. That's it. Um, and that, that's not coming from a biased perspective. I do think that's a foul. I think the ref missed it. What's pissed me off the most is people carrying on about 
um, VAR. It's, that's not a VAR decision. Mm. It absolutely is not. That That is just down to a bad refereeing decision, which happens every single week. It was just unfortunate it went against us on this time. Um, but the reality is that some refs will give that and some won't, which means it's therefore not a clear and obvious error, which means VAR, VAR are not going to touch it. Yeah. I actually had a... Uh, just to give you the, the flip side from a United fan on the... The result, I think a lot of positives to take from a United point of view, to be honest. I mean, we got, uh, for the first time in a long time, looked like we wanted the game. We're at home against Liverpool, opposite ends of the table. I think if Liverpool had won that game, they would have had three times as many points as United. So you can kind of see, that's you know, in, in recent times, it's kind of been the other way around. Uh, but, man, you know, Daniel James, Rashford back on the score sheet. I heard a rumour, and... Don't quote me on this, but I heard a rumour that Fergie did the before-game chat in the change rooms. Is there any truth to that? I don't know. I, I've seen photos this week. Fergie has been at the, the training ground. I don't know about necessarily in in the locker room. I'd hope that he's not. You know I, what I mean? hope if it is, he's been invited in. Yeah, he's <laughs> just rocks <laughs> in, eh? Key to Bust our door down. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Ollie, I've got this. Yeah. Oh, yes, boss. And he just like sits back and lets him have a chat. No, but I mean, in, in that but same vein, I mean, just looking at some of the other results, City versus Palace, you know, from a from a fantasy perspective, City is a difficult team to pick the strikers. But it doesn't matter who you pick, they're either going to play and score or not play. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's only, you know, both ways. I mean, if you don't have De Bruyne in your team, I think we've said this a million times, get that boy in your team. 100%. I, I was quite happy this week. I actually had, I have David Silva in my team and the lad nice. scored, so... Yes. Happy days. That's a good result. Yeah, very good result. There's a bit of VAR controversy in that game as well. We'll talk about that soon. But obviously, just touching on a couple of the key points that we've talked about over the last few weeks, Tottenham, draw against Watford, shotgun. Andrew, what do you think? Poch, is, is, have the odds changed considering uh, Silver's win with Everton against West Ham? Yeah, I think I think Poch is top at the moment. I mean, uh, as much as the Champions League results might gloss over it, I think, you know... What is it? A point against the worst side in the league? It's not really, not really acceptable. And the Watford second best be team on the day as well. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. You kind of wonder if, if Watford play like that, how they don't have more points. It's pretty hard to believe that they're still winless. Yeah. When they play like that, but I guess that'll give them a lot of confidence, especially you know that's that's away for Watford and they played like that. So. Yeah, and obviously uh, Newcastle, buoyant after their. Uh, win against United, started the Longstaff brothers in the centre of midfield again, but Chelsea had other tricks up their sleeve. Pulisic, who we've spoken about earlier in the season as well, he's finally on the field. He looked good. He actually, I don't think he got the, the assist, but he certainly played the ball into, uh, who was it, Hudson Adoy, to get to get the uh, assist for uh, was it? Alonso, sorry. He scored yeah, the goal Alonso. for Chelsea. Yeah, decent, decent left wand on him. Yeah, so, and I like, I like Frank. You know, he talks like a player in his interviews afterwards. Refreshing. He's pretty honest. Yeah. It's pretty, which is good. And yeah, obviously... Pulisic has got... Um, he's got the second most assists for Chelsea this season. I mean, he got, he's been a little bit um, unlucky with not scoring, but he's, um, he's, uh, he's second for assists. He's got the... Uh, he's first for the big chances created. He's first for the best key passes per minute. He's got the fourth best goal contribution per minute. So he's he's a valuable player for the team. What's your uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, we we obviously haven't had you on the show, Andrew, when we've talked at length about Frank as a manager. What's your thoughts on Frank as a manager? 
yeah, I just think he's one of those he's one of those typical um, players that has been been around the club for so long, like a Stephen Gerrard for Liverpool, if you like, that that players will just want to play for him, yeah. and he knows what it's like. He's young, so he know, you know he's he's still he's up to date with what professional football is nowadays, as opposed to what it used to be like. Yeah, you think that uh, he'd do well out anywhere else? I mean, he did quite well at Derby, so. Um... I guess it yeah, was... I, don't think, I don't think he'd do. I don't think he'd do much in a big club in the Premier League. So I think he's fine at Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, it just suits him. He knows the environment. Well respected there, so yeah, it's an interesting one. And the fans love him. Oh yeah, massively. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to just switch up uh, the little vibe that went on. few controversial nearlies, few controversial yeses. I mean, first one we can talk about is the Liverpool-United game, but we might go top to tail and talk about that one last. VAR, City game, few uh, issues went on, specific incidents. Uh, I know Tottenham had VAR as well, controversy. Leicester Burnley, Burnley nearly got the win. Was got the draw, should I say? They didn't win. I mean, Andrew, what's your... Give me the lowdown, man. What's your what's your perception of uh, VAR? I know you would have gone to games in England long before, you know, it was even a dream that we could have that kind of technology. What's what's your thoughts? Is it good for the game, bad for the game? It's 50-50. I, th- I think they need to use it like it's used in, in cricket and like in tennis where it's it's a black or white decision. So goal line technology, 100% perfect. Offside, mm. providing they get the rulers straight, again, perfect. Handball in the area, okay with that. I think as soon as you start to leave it to uh, interpretation of was it a foul, wasn't it a foul, then I think that's where you need to draw the line and, and, and take it away. I mean, that's where it's not working. Yeah, and they were kind of like both sides to that. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Leicester-Burnley game. Chris Wood scored the first goal, nearly scored the second, and somehow he runs into the box, bounces off his chest. Johnny Evans runs in front of him, gets to the ball and scores an own goal. And then Chris Wood just tipped his ankle with his toes and tripped Johnny Evans over after the ball had gone in the net. And they're blowing it up and they're saying, you know, 2-1 Leicester still. Sean Dice just standing on the sideline going, what on earth was that? Chris Wood, Kiwi as well, could have had a brace. Would have been five goals in four games. But um, what's your thoughts, Dill? Um, I guess it's just, it's frustrating more than anything, like the, the inconsistency of it, um, which it shouldn't be. Mm. Like, it should be very clear, but it just isn't. I don't understand how the Spurs goal stood yeah. when there's been, like, that Mane's was, um, like, obviously overturned correctly because yep. it hit his Hand hand. Ball. And the IFAB rules say if the ball hits the hand and gives an advantage that is scored from, it's a no goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, regardless of how much or whatever. If it skims or not, a finger, yeah. it's a no goal. So I don't understand how the, the Deli Alley one stands. Yeah. I don't get it. And and that's where I think the confusion comes in. There's also people's lack of understanding of it, like the Origi decision. Yeah. So, it, to be honest, it's cleared nothing for us. We still have the same issues that we had prior. Um, I... I'm I'm trying to embrace it because it's not going anywhere, but I'm still 
a little bit of the old school mentality where like a little bit of human error here and there, it's no different to now. There's still a little bit of human error. It's just behind a screen, not out in the middle. Yeah, Andrew, do you think that it's important that the, you know, do you, do you think it would VAR would be sorted if they had the actual referee on the field go and look in the box like they do in league? Yeah, they can. I still, I still think it's got to be used for the the howlers, the the ones that it's a black and white decision. I think interpretation of what a referee has done is different every single game. So that's where, like you just said, you don't get the consistency. Mm. You, know, you get a referee might call a foul one week and it's overruled, and he might not call a foul the week after, and that's overruled. So there's just no consistency, which is and it just doesn't play into anyone's hands really. Yeah, and when when they're you know, I mean, we I think you and I, Dylan, earlier in the week, we chatted about the fact that you know it's a derby, you know, the the United one is, but the other ones aren't. Do you know what I mean? And so, it's not like the pressure is getting to them. You know, it's not like it's the certain big fixtures that are that are the bad decisions are being made. It's kind of it's rampant through everything. I mean, to your point, it's not going to go anywhere. So. Uh, I think um, for those listeners that uh, watch the A League. Obviously, it's been in the A-League a little bit longer now, but when you actually compare the two, they actually do it quite well in the A-League now. Um, the, the Premier League have this thing where they, they want to try and make it faster so they don't want the referee to go over and look at the screen. And I just don't get that. You think it's the high, highest speed of football? You know, you know like, Premier League is, is like black and white way faster than any other league, you yeah. know, even the Spanish League. At that point, which is probably the closest afterwards, that people try and keep the ball. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on it to be honest. So it's interesting to hear you know, where you guys sit both on the fence. I just think it needs work and clarity. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think VAR would have. Um, I don't think VAR was was wrong in the Liverpool United game at all. Personally, I think it was the ref that made a bad call. Yeah, completely agree. And it was unlucky that it led to a goal. You think refs would ever give in to you after a game? Oh, we've, we've talked about it, like pros have mentioned for years and they things have that before. they before, um, like very rarely, uh, yeah, very rarely. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like it, it's a cop out a lot of the time. Like, yes, referees make bad decisions, and like completely one-eyed Liverpool supporters will blow up over that one. But the reality is, you know, old school mentality: play the whistle. Dan James ran fucking 60 metres before he whipped that ball in. No one closed him down. So yeah. You're lightning, though. That's oh, lightning. he's rapid, but still. You don't just stop because you think it's a foul. Moving on from VAR, Andrew, i got a question for you because I know you're a massive uh, Liverpool fan. You hate United. Hate United, maybe not strong enough, but certainly strongly distaste. <laughs> uh, under fire managers, Ollie's probably saved himself if, you know... He's safe, as everyone says. He says. Edward Wood says. You're yeah. Ollie, though. At this point, going into January, what do you do? Because it is kind of... If he balls his January up, he's got nothing really to stand on, right? He's made great signings now. He's got rid of some big signings. Admittedly, could have signed someone to replace Lukaku. Goals need, are needed, obviously. Well, who, what do you, who do you go for? What do you go for? Yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to get someone that can score goals because you know they, they've obviously got rid of Lukaku who seems to be banging them in in Italy at the moment, um, which is probably really frustrating for him. He's got rid of an attacking midfielder in Sanchez who wasn't working at the club, and um, and they and and Rashford Rashford scored but he's been struggling. 
So mm. they've got to bring in not just that big money signing just to say, hey, we've got this big money signing, but somebody that's going to fit in with that team and, and not just say, oh, we're, we're rebuilding and keep rebuilding for another six months and then say again next season. At some point, he's got to actually uh, get, get some players in there that can score some goals. So if you've got a name, who would you go for? Go on, anyone. Oh. Who do you think would actually fix this? Well, hold on, let me flip this on you again. You had to give United one of the front three of Liverpool. Who do you think would make the most impact? You know, we all know. You know, you probably split between Mane, Salah, Firmino. Who's the best? But who do you think would make the most impact at United? What type of player do you think Oli needs of those three? I'd say probably Mane for me. Well, you do. Yeah, it's probably hard to disagree with that because he's he's like, and now he can finish. Yeah, he's creative. Um, he works hard defensively as well. He, he still looks like he's going to shank back. it. He still looks like he's going to shank it all the time, and he somehow just buries <laughs> them, mate. It's like this loose <laughs> as leg. I'll um I'll throw a name out for you. Isco. Yeah. Not getting games at Real Madrid. But is he goals? He's creativity. You still need a nine. I'm yeah. just throwing that name out there. You still you need a nine. You need an out and out number nine. No well, there is that Spanish contingent at United as well, so he would probably fit in. Yeah. Um, Interesting though, but and I mean, still we're talking about you know managers under pressure. Watford, Watford game, Poch. What's he looking? How do you think? Well, man, I mean, said last week that Poch was safe, but with you know, if the results don't turn, that they're going to have to make a call. Mm. I, I mean, they won this morning though in the Champions League. Yeah, so it's great, but like it's it's the league, stuff, obviously. Let's yeah, be honest, like. Yeah. They should be. They did. Down. I mean, they won five 0 this morning. But just watching some of the highlights, that the team they were playing was—they just had no defence. They looked terrible. But it's five goals. It's five goals in the Champions League, I guess. And yeah. that—that'll be glossing over what I think at the moment puts him as favourite for the first one outdoor. I um I still think old mate from uh, Watford is under huge pressure. Mm. Winless is not a good look. Yeah. Um, I think. We obviously only see what, what comes out in the media, but I, f- from what we gauge... They spend a lot of money, the Watford. There's, there's a lot of players, so going back to Spurs, there's a lot of players that seem to be where the challenges are stemming from there. So, you know, you get rid of Poch, who do you replace him with, like we said last week? Mm. So it might be a case of Daniel Levy riding it out a little bit, backing Poch, rebuilding that team slightly and trying to go again. Um, you know, your likes of Christian Eriksen clearly doesn't want to be there amongst others yeah. if you can clear them out they're going to hopefully get some money for him in January I assume um, maybe that's a turning point polar opposites though right like you look at Liverpool when they lost the Champions League final against Real Madrid the next season they're still there in the league you know they get to the Champions League final again and win it you flip to Tottenham a year later in the same position and they, they couldn't be doing it any differently I mean Andrew what do you think's the the, the main difference in that you think Clue built a little bit more sustainably. Yeah, I mean, Cox been building and building. I mean, they've what they've lost one game in the last forty-seven, which is yeah. which. When you look at that, I mean, the fact they didn't win the league is ridiculous when you've got that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Spurs they, they don't seem to have changed. Um, which you think, well, that was good. They finished third. They got the Champions League final. Maybe they shouldn't need to change, but um, they haven't changed the team yet. They just haven't been playing like they were last season. Yeah. It's actually sad times, eh? I do like Poch. I think maybe everyone just kind of 
Oh, I don't think we'll win here. And it's almost like everyone switched off at the same time. Um, so, yeah, but going on from that, the ex-players, seems like whenever there's a big couple of fixtures in the weekend, they like to pull in, you know, Graham Sunis, Mourinho, Keane, these guys who have got some opinions on them. Did you watch any of those guys yeah. this weekend? Yeah, I did. I, I, I quite like listening to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I love listening to Gary Neville. Yeah, um, I actually quite listening to Roy, like listening to Roy Keane as well, um, and, and even Graham. Soon, I, like Sky Sports is something that I can actually listen to. Yeah, um, it, it's really good. I, I heard um, Big Roy, Roy Keane, just go buy Harry Kane. Yeah, just go and get him. <laughs> like it's that easy. No, no. Like Levy would just be like, "Yeah, hold on, um, eighty million, please." You it's know, tightest bastard there is. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your uh, take? You you probably would have been watching some some guys. I mean, I'm sure you watched Match of the Day, Andrew, growing up. What's your thoughts on uh, you know the new wave of Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, those blokes? Yeah, I mean they're they're great together. They play play well off each other. I mean, probably some of it's a bit a little bit for the TV, but it works really well. I noticed something how um, Mourinho Mourinho made a comment saying, "Oh, Liverpool um, don't seem to cope with a, a team that can defend deeply," and then about I think it was. About three or four hours later, there was a tweet from Gary Lineker saying, "No, that's completely wrong. They've, they've, like I say, they've not lost. Well, they've lost one in forty-seven games, and probably eighty percent of those teams defend deeply." Yeah. Um, so I hundred percent disagree. Think he was so that, giving himself a backhanded compliment, really. Yeah. Of course he was. Man's looking for a job. <laughs> well, he might be back at Real Madrid soon. Um, Third time lucky. No, I, I love to see actually Graham Souness and, and Gary Neville had a massive yarn about, um, which is why I kind of framed you guys for that conversation around what, you know who should United go out and get because, you know they they, you know Gary has a lot of faith in Ollie. I think that's a that's a real good thing. But I like the fact that, you know Gary Neville's objective, a lot of the time yeah, as well. Is, yeah. Even with you know he can praise teams he hates, um, but it's just you know factual up and down. Um, there's, there was a cool video, um, you might be able to find it online, is of uh, it's like a camera facing uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville when they're commentating. And it just shows, it was just quick, like, you know, seven-second little boomerang. And it was showing their uh, reactions when Liverpool and United scored. And those guys just are bleeding for the team, eh? even in the <laughs> in the press box. Yeah. Um, it was pretty awesome. But fantasy, how you lads going? Where you at? Oh, don't. Better week, <laughs> had a better week. I um, I'd need to bring it up publicly because Andrew did last week. Um, I'm a long way ahead of him now. So, what's the story? Man, I I'm consistently bad at fantasy football. Is so there I, a, I, spent, uh... I spend three or four weeks at the beginning of every season working on this most amazing team and tweaking it every probably three or four hours. I'll switch a player around and. And then after the first week, I bottle it and change everyone. And so that's my wild card gone. And then a couple of weeks later, I think I should triple captain something to get some points because I'm so far behind, and that's that's gone. I've um, I've done my free hit for this weekend, and I've tried to do a different way. I overtook Jesh, finally. Yeah, so. I think Jesh had a stinker, didn't he? Yeah, I think everyone did though. Really, to be honest, I don't think the average points was uh, you know above kind of thirty or forty. I was actually I was well above average points for once. I got sixty eight this week. Yeah, That's a good result this week. Yeah, well, f- it was one of those weeks where um, a lot of the players that I anticipated would have good seasons actually finally did something. So I had Edison clean sheet. Uh, I had 
Robertson, who got an assist, uh, had uh, Dinya, who had a clean sheet, Nathan Ake, who had a clean sheet, so pretty good across the back, and then Richarlison got an assist, uh, Tielman's got a goal, David Silva got a goal, and then up top I had Raul Jimenez, but our man Puki, what's he doing, Scotty? I sold him. Did you? He's gone, yeah. yeah I sold him last week. I actually picked up Vardy it. and he ended up scoring as well. Oh, so happy with that. I somehow ended up with uh, Masuaku as my captain. I don't know how that happened. Oh, don't talk to me about <laughs> captains. I had Salah. I had Salah. Oh, you got double for that then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't zero? Uh, I think, was, it, was Alonso the uh, Alonso the highest scorer? You got, I think he got clean sheet and a goal, 14 points or something like that. They were scoring game week though, eh? I actually had Van Anholt on the uh, bench as well. He could have nearly got an assist when Benteke came on. You kind of watch these games and you just follow your player that you've, you've got in your team that you just happen to pick up because, you you know, you had 4.4 mil and you were like, Shit, who can I grab? He looks like he'll play nine every week. You, but know, sh- you know what's funny? I Last week I went through and completely changed my team and I was going to do a, a free hit. <laughs> I went through, completely changed it, and then I just pulled the pin last minute. And then I actually got some points this week, so go figure. Oh, commends, commends. Well, shouts to Christian Fully Sick, FC uh, Chimstones and Big Burnley Butch, uh, top three. Uh, Ray Kamenu, Christian Fully Sick, 524 points after uh, nine game weeks. That's not bad. Hold on, not even nine game weeks. I think it's eighth game week. Yeah, no, nine game weeks. So, um, man, it's looking like it's starting to pull apart. You've got to stay within touching distance as well. Some familiar names as well. Sammy Hines. <laughs> distance. That ship sailed. Yeah. Well, maybe not for you guys. I don't think you guys are on the first page anymore, are you? Yeah, I am. Hey? Well, if you scroll down enough, I am. It's there. Hey, there's 50 on the first page, yeah. isn't there? You, uh, yeah. I'm on the app. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one page. It's all one page. I'm up 15, 15 spots this week. It's kind of um, it's interesting looking at the lower end of the table and shouts to your boys below, um, you know, fifty because there's a lot of very opinionated people in that bunch of in that bunch who are constant, you know, contributors on everything football. Um, some of them I know listen to the podcast as well, so um, shouts to you boys. Keep grinding. Some higher points down there as well, which is quite funny. So you must be uh, paying a little bit more attention because it's easy to fall off the wagon. But it's at Christmas second time. Second lowest points all week. Second highest points in the league this week. It's 27. Yeah. Can't take it, no, William. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that, let's have a look uh, at our scores. It's not very good for my results, to be honest, this week. Um, Going down them. Somehow, uh, I've lost yours, Andrew, off my sheet. I think I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, one we haven't touched on that I think you did get right is Sheffield over Arsenal. Did I pick Sheffield United for that? I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. I know I picked a draw for the Liverpool game. Yeah, you did. I'm almost certain. We'll listen to it back, but I'm almost certain that you tipped Sheffield. What a shout. Hey, is Emery under pressure? Yeah, I was going to say that actually. I've heard that he, we had the old Wenger out signs a few years ago, and they're apparently um, updating them at the moment for Unai Emery. 
just a bit of white out. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. But it's, it's um, be sad to see him go. Quite like when you know Arsenal in crisis. <laughs> it always makes me feel good because you know everyone punches for them. Yeah, like, I, think, I think potentially maybe because other teams are taking more of the press, like your, your Tottenham's and your Ollies and, and stuff like that. Maybe it hasn't got as much, but you know you lose against Sheffield United, and you know if they don't get a couple more wins coming up, then yeah, he'll be under pressure. Right, well, I've, I've completely balls this boy, so I'm going to have to actually do a little bit of math off here when I actually find this document that I've saved with all our predictions on it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put us down, let's look at what we're going to do going forward for this week. I'll add it back up, and then I'll, I'll cool. be ready, I'll be ready next, week. next week. Yeah, on, the, on behalf of Jesh, obviously, we'll share a, a, a result each, and we'll just pick for him because he's... Um, I th- let's get him to text him in so he doesn't use it against us at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah we know what he's like. Yeah, he he 100% will have a problem with that, won't he? <laughs> to be honest, he'll just have a massive, massive cry. All right. Southampton, Leicester, boys. Who we got? I will go Leicester for the win on that one. Yeah, good game with against Wolves, actually. Um, Southampton, Ed. 1-1. Bit unlucky. Um, didn't go either way, but... Yeah, and Leicester, who you got, Andrew? It's a Friday night game, isn't it? At Southampton, I'm pro- I'll go Southampton. I think uh, Danny Ng seems to be always getting in there and, and getting a few guys. I reckon they could probably take that Southampton. Yeah, well, I got to back Jamie Vardy because I picked them up. I'm going to captain him this week. Sure. I was meant to last week, to be honest. It's bloody Masuaku. I don't even know who the hell Masuaku is. Uh, I ended up watching the game just to find out, <laughs> and he's shite. Oh, so he's on the bench next week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, one team we did talk about, obviously, City. Who knows who's going to start? Kevin De Bruyne's going to score or get an assist. So are you looking at anywhere else than City, really, boys? Nah, Sterling's turned it on this morning. Cheeky hat trick. 12 minutes, I think. Stop it. Yeah, God, he and played well. Yeah, and Aguero. They played so well yeah, this morning. Seriously. Yeah, some, some outfit. But, yeah, they'll get past Villa without any. I don't know who they're going to have in defence, though. Uh, John Stones was uh, a bit of trouble from Pep this morning, so wouldn't he? Hopefully well, still he, Fernandinho uh, when we play him, because he's shy at centre-back. <laughs> well, Fernandinho picked up an injury. I think he carried on playing, but Rodrigo, he got taken off, and they're both defensive midfielders that who are playing centre-back, so... Still yeah, City. Two, two game weeks, say, beginning of November. Liverpool City, be a good one. Nice. Right. The uh, other thing with the uh, next game, Everton-Brighton. Everton's a weird team, right? Because I, I got rid of all my Everton players. I had Sigurdsson. For like the whole seven first game weeks, and he comes on and scores. Everton looked good suddenly. Mina, cheeky little fantasy pickup. That man is a beast on set pieces. He's a big boy. Get that man in your defense and put him on the pitch because he's going to get you points. But do you pick up Everton players now? They got it sorted. I don't. I don't know if they have it sorted yet, mate. And they played well. First half. Yeah. They were, they were pretty dominant. No that, goals. That, that was at home. They go away this week. I, I'm going to draw mm. for that game. I mean, Sigurdsson, he's back, he's back in. Richarlson looks good. Bernard's goal was filthy. Yeah, that was yes. a bit naughty. That was absolutely filthy. Well, I'm going Everson. And I think I think you pick up Mina. If I can give anyone a tip this weekend, pick up Mina. Yeah, but you said pick up Andy Carroll as well, so. Yeah. Have was, you done that? Have you done that yet? No, I still haven't done that. Yeah, Captain. Okay. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to pick my moment, all right? All right, no worries. Pick my moment. 
I'm having a draw. What are you having, Andrew? End of May, is it? Um, I'm going Everton on that game, yeah. Um, I actually started my fantasy league team with quite a few of their players in. I think I started with, um, is it Mose Keane, who's, who's not done too much with them, <laughs> um, and, I, and then I got rid of them all. So, yeah, maybe it's time to bring them back. We'll see. But, yeah, I'll go Everton. All right, and draw for Dill. Keane's looked good, though. The whole team looks wonderful. They just... Got good individuals. It's just not coming together yet. Yeah, well, you know when they got Theo Walcott on the pitch, you're kind of like, Jesus, it's like the king of individuals. And he nearly scored an absolute scorcher, but almost bounced off the post like his career. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got Watford Bournemouth. Yeah, uh, sorry, Watford Bournemouth next, and then West Ham Sheffield. Who you always got? I'm gonna take the two home teams there. I'm gonna go Watford and West Ham. Yeah, I'll go two draws on those two. I think is who I've got. Yeah, nice. I'll take Bournemouth, Sheffield. Nah, West Ham. I got two. I got Heller. I don't think Sheffield. I think Sheffield, they played well. But yeah, I think we Sam will go home. They get some points back. Burnley-Chelsea. Burnley away. Sorry, Burnley at home. Chelsea away. Chelsea away. Yeah, I'll take a draw in that one. Jesus. What about you, okay. Andrew? Well, I'll go Chelsea. As long as Abraham can actually finish some goals, he's been shocking in front of goal. For the top scorer in the league, he's been shocking in front of goal the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but, um, he did I'll get unlucky, Chelsea. yeah. He got unlucky. That was a great defensive clearance off the line. Pulisic nearly got his uh, assist on him, but, you know, you want to be a, you want to be a little bit more aggressive if you're top scorer in the league, right? You step into those and just crunch them into the bottom corner, not yeah, yeah. kind of let them dribble onto your foot. Uh, I got Newcastle over Wolves. I think they're looking really good. Yeah, me too. You're going to be biased because you've got Wolves team in your fantasy. Don't do it from the heart. You could regret it. I think... I think it's going to be a draw. All right. I've got Arsenal over Palace. Liverpool, I reckon... I reckon this is going to put Poch under some real pressure this weekend. I can't see... I can see Harry Kane scoring, but I can't see Spurs winning. Yeah, I've got Arsenal to surely bounce back after last week at the Emirates as well, and then Liverpool... What's yeah, I've got, I've got Arsenal at home, and I've gone Liverpool at home as well. Yeah, too easy, really, eh? I've got United, Storm at home. I've actually gone and picked up Dan James, a little bit of a soft spot for the lad. He couldn't have started his career any better, to be fair. At United, he's been one standout for the year. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going United as well. Yeah, United for me too. What do you reckon, Pookie? Have you got a score? Um, No. No, I don't think he is. United defensively haven't been too bad. You know, people rag on Maguire, but he's definitely made a difference. Yeah. So I think he has. Although his former team's uh, currently third, his <laughs> yeah, current team's fourteenth. All those teams that sold their best player are actually higher really? in the table than the teams they sold them to, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I think uh, what was it? All United. Wan Bissaka, Palace are sixth. Daniel James, yeah. Swansea are seventh. All beat in the championship. <laughs> Yeah, but they lost their manager as well, so, you know, they must have done. They'll be right. He's worth 80 million. We will live to see that day. But, lads, as always, absolute, absolute pleasure to uh, have you in the studio. If you got this far through the podcast, you do know where to find us, so continue coming here and listening to us, our debates, our opinions, and obviously our awesome predictions. Uh, As always, we'll be back same time next week. 
Uh, enjoy the football, and we'll see you then. Ciao. Oh, it's all, 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 it's all,